Greetings, Word Horde. We're here with an exciting option for you, a version of our podcast without any ads. That's right. No advertising interruptions, just the content you love, ready to go in your favorite podcast apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's another way to support the show, ensuring that we keep bringing you the word stories and language explorations that you love. Try it at waywardradio.org slash adfree. And it's affordable. For just a small subscription fee, you can enjoy Away With Words uninterrupted, except by us. Plus, it makes a great gift. Know somebody who loves language as much as you do? Give them the gift of words. Easy to sign up, easy to enjoy. It's the same Away With Words, just streamlined for your listening pleasure. Go to waywardradio.org slash adfree. Support us, support the show, and enjoy an ad-free listening experience. waywardradio.org slash adfree. Thank you. This is a special Away With Words minicast. I'm Grant Barrett. Before we get started today, please go to waywardradio.org slash donate to support the show. Podcast listeners like you will make the show possible in 2020. That's waywardradio.org slash donate. Thanks. One of my favorite songs on the jukebox in my grandparents' basement was Dang Me by Roger Miller. Some of the lines go, They say roses are red and violets are purple, sugar is sweet and so is maple syrple. I'm the seventh out of seven sons, my pappy was a pistol, and I'm a son of a gun. And although I still get a kick out of maple syrple, today I'd like to talk about the last line, son of a gun. A few things are pretty obvious about it right away. One, it's clearly a politer version of a coarser phrase, son of a bitch. Two, like a lot of memorable language, it rhymes. But what else? What about gun, for example? Why gun? Well, there is a story that just won't die that son of a gun has something to do with women accompanying men on sailing ships in the 18th century. As this untrue story goes, and this one is widely repeated by people who should know better, these women, variously said to be wives or prostitutes, slept on the gun decks with their men and even gave birth to babies there. Some versions claim that those guns or cannons or ones ashore were fired to induce labor in those women to give birth to those babies. So, this false story goes, a child born under such conditions would be a son of a gun. At this point in the podcast, naval historians have their heads in their hands trying to figure out whether they want to launch into the three-hour explanation of all that is wrong with this ridiculous story, or whether they just need to go for a very long walk into the sea. Now, there's a tiny chance that the too-perfect origin story may have given a boost to Son of a Gun in English, but that's not the origin of the term. So here's what we know. Here's what I know. Son of a Gun is a derogatory term for a man, an animal, or a thing, and it's known in print as early as 1708. Son of a gun doesn't usually refer to a woman. Then 142 years later, after 1708, the false baby born to a mother who accompanied a father to sea story appears. That, in the word history business, is uncomfortable math. A 142-year gap means someone made up a story after the fact. And in this case, we know who did it. Admiral William Henry Smith, in his Sailor's Word Book, published in 1867, is the first to include the fanciful story. He defines son of a gun as 
an epithet conveying contempt in a slight degree and originally applied to boys born afloat when women were permitted to accompany their husbands to sea. And it goes on to say, one admiral declared he literally was thus cradled under the breast of a gun carriage. But he was wrong. Now, why would he get it wrong? Well, the usual reasons in the word history dodge are one, trusting one's own best guesses too much, two, trusting someone else's story too much, three, believing a joke as if it were true, and four, just outright making stuff up. I suspect Admiral Smith simply trusted the story of the other admiral he mentions. It happens. The expression was already in existence. The other admiral apparently embodied it, and it seems to fit so perfectly. So how could he not be the origin? Now, ordinarily, when a story about a phrase's origin is true, the story and the word are more or less contemporary, give or take a decade or two. So Admiral Smith might not even imagine that the term was many decades older than the other admiral. But now that we know that there's a 142-year gap, any word historian or etymologist is immediately looking around for more evidence. Unfortunately, nearly all the other printed sources using the children born at sea story can be traced back to Smith. We can tell because either they name him or cite his work or because they reuse his definition word for word or nearly so. That means all those sources count just once. Also, really... Did it not occur to anyone repeating the story that some of the babies born at sea might have been girls? Did that not put at least a little doubt in their minds about son of a gun? So here we are at the beginning. Why son of a gun? Well, first of all, in English, we mince a lot of oaths. We take coarse phrases that aren't allowed in polite company, and we make them a bit politer so our intent is clear, but we won't get into as much trouble for saying them. So... Son of a bitch becomes son of a biscuit eater, or son of a who cut your hair last, or son of a sea cook, and of course, son of a gun, and a whole lot more. But maybe you're saying, what about gun to refer to a man who uses or carries a gun? Why couldn't that be the origin? Well, there's another theory we can quash with dates. The first use I know where gun means a man is from 1818. Again, it's too late by way too many years. Son of a gun is older. At the end of this, though, is something that the amateur seafoamers and the salty dogs who love this false son-of-a-gun story haven't considered. It's that the dates and citations in the Oxford English Dictionary are awash in naval, nautical, and seafaring terms. The OED specifically sought out experts and fanatics in these fields in the last century. They left no nautical or seafaring book or journal unopened in their search for such language. If son-of-a-gun were indeed from babies born aboard sailing vessels, I believe they would have proven it. I will put my money on the obsessive word hunters over passed along fanciful word stories any day of the year. For Away With Words, I'm Grant Barrett, and I'm a son of a gun. But wait, before you go, Away With Words is funded in large part by small donations from lots of listeners like you. Go to waywardradio.org donate to make this show possible in 2020.